My name's Carl Burrows. I'm from Hackerworks. Uh, you're on Hacker in the Matrix. We were with Toydor Williams today. You can see him there. And uh, before I bring Toydor in, I'm just going to uh, tell you a bit of information about who we are, what we do, and what this podcast is about. We're also going to do a Mihi Mihi as well. So, Hacker, Hackerworks, sorry, Hacker in the Matrix. Hacker is what we do, it's what we love. Uh, and it's really representative of Maori culture in this particular instance. And, and it's what we share um, over here in the UK and around the world with Hackerworks. Um, the Matrix is uh, the different worlds we represent, the different, different worlds that we occupy, you know, whether it's um, geographical, cultural, spiritual, physical. Uh, and we've been given these amazing tools from our, our ancestors that enable us to uh, navigate through those worlds, just like um, Neo did in the movie. Uh, we, in, in doing so, he discovered his own personal life purpose. And I think we um, have these tools available for us to enable us to do, do that ourselves as individuals and communities. Uh, we love sharing those, um, and this is an, an opportunity for us to do that on our podcast, and also it's what we do in our mahi and our work. Also appreciating that there are limitations around that or, or um, ways that we have to deal with that to ensure that what we have been given remains um, sacred to us and special to us. Um, but we think it, that, you know, it benefits humanity, and um, this is what this podcast is, is about. So, um, yeah, so before we um, get on to Toidor, I'm just going to do a quick mihi mihi, uh, which is some words in Māori, um, acknowledging your wall, acknowledging the kaupapa or the purpose that we're here, and also acknowledging our ancestors, and then a quick karakia, which will just get us in the right frame of mind um, to move forward. Uh, but if you want to, um, in the meantime, you're more than welcome to drop us a, a line saying where you are in Aotearoa or around the world, and um, if you have any questions, don't forget to write them in the chat, and um, we'll see if... Um, Toidor can answer them later on. So, tēnā no hoki tātou, ko hui hui mai nei, i rungi tēnei wā, i rungi tā roro iko, i rungi te ipurangi, kei te mihi atu ki a koutou. Tēnā no hoki tātou, ko tāima i rungi te kaupapa te wā miki, ko ngā taonga tokuhiho ko te haka tērā o ngā mātua tūpuna. Miki, ka huri ki a rātou, ngā mate o te wā, ngā mate e hinga hinga e takotuana i runga marae a maha o te motu, a haere, haere, Haere atura, ngā rātou ki a rātou tātou, ki a tātou, te hunga ora tēnā koutou. Ko tātou, ko tātou nei karakia, ko rangi kopapaka puto ko rongo ko tāne mahuta ko tangaro ko te mutawinga, haumi e tiki tiki ko tāwhuri mātea. To kono te rangi ki rongo kopapaki rāro. Ka puta, ko tērā tanga te kitawai iau ki te ao mārama, tīhai, mauri ora. Ka poe, ka huri ki a koe, toiroa. Te ranga tērā tēnā koe, nei maharama. Ah, tēnā koe kao, he mihi nui tēnei kia koe, tua tai mou i tui tui te rangi ki te whenua, te whenua ki te rangi, no reira tēnā koe te rangatira, ai, ki ngā mate haere haere atira, e tika ana me mihi ki tō tātou ki ngi Māori, atu hai tia pō tātou te whero whero te tua whetu, te pauhere ngā waka, te pauhere ngā iwi, te pauhere i ngā tāngata Māori paimārire, Ai, huri ki a tātou, e hono mai i runga i te roro hiko, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou, ai. Kia ora, awesome to have you on. Yeah, kia ora bro, thank you, it's an honour actually, Carl, to be asked, I thought you were having a slow news week, why you must have sent me a link to come on. You know what it was, is my daughter, my daughter said, Papa, do you always just interview old people? I said, hey. I, I, thought, I know, just the one for you. Um, and also, my daughter Kahu, she just um, she loves 
storytelling and filmmaking you know so i'm going to get it to have a listen later on and um, but no it's it's really important that we have diversity in terms of um you know people at different stages of their career and and where they are in life but also people who um are just able to you know at a stage where they've got a lot of uh change to make in the world so it's really good to have you on so i just want to ask you um what you think about well, just tell us about your life, really, and, and where you grew oh, up, right. and, and, and um, yeah, start from saying there. Oh, well, uh, I, uh, to tu atahi, uh, ko wai i tēnei tāne tino pūrotu, uh, i, rung, i mua i a tātou, uh, ko Toiroa Williams tōku ingoa, heuri no te whakatōhea, me ngaitau me te whānau atunu, ara no te tairawhiti hoki. Uh, so my name is Toiroa Williams, as you all know. Uh, I grew up on the east coast of the North Island of Aotearoa, uh, in a beautiful uh, little community uh, called Portiki. Um well known for uh, its muscles, uh, and it's uh, not the muscles all physical, but it's on the um, on the State Highway Two. If you've ever been down by Fakatani, uh, they call themselves, or we call ourselves, the Gateway to the East Coast. Kite uh, Tairafiti, and I uh, on my father's side from um, Torere. A small community just outside of Oportski as you go around State Highway 35. Uh, he grew up there on Wainui Road. Uh, so, mihi ana ki a koutou, uh, uh, e noho ana ki tērā taha. Uh, and then, you carry on a, a bit further up around in Te Whanaupuni, my mother grew up in Marainui. Uh, and so, I have a strong connection with uh, Te Whakatohe at the East Coast. And, uh, I grew up in Oportski. Uh, went to uh, St. Joseph's Catholic School in Oportski there and then moved across to Oportski College. And uh, that was my miru miru. That was my bubble, uh, and that's that's my ukai po. That's my uh, my paradise, uh, and 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 a beautiful. You know, if you look at a Portuguese. There's about four thousand people in a Portuguese car. If you um, know much about going down there, not many people know about it. We quite like it that way. And uh, some come down for a holiday, and then uh, uh, as I grew up there um, and I moved away, uh, graduated in a Portuguese and. and and it's it's a, a community of 4,000, 10,000 in the district. So we're a bit of a VIP club, I like to call it. Not many of us. And if you've got that VIP tag, they say you're from Portuguese. Well, um, there's a honunga, there's a connection straight away. And also, um, it's a high Māori population there, yeah? Aye, kwera. Yeah. Uh, kwera te tino yep. Uh, Portuguese, I think it's uh, statistics show 60% of the population. And the kura is about 80% uh, within the Portuguese college. So we have a... Uh, it's a bilingual kura, and it's just a beautiful community. You know, we, we're right next to our – one of the beautiful things about it, we live really close to our marae. Uh, mm. You know, our marae, uh, you go a few k's up the road and you're at one of our tipuna whare, and then a few k's over across the road is another marae. So the sense of community is instilled in all Portuguese, and I think uh, uh, it also – it's one of the oldest communities in Aotearoa, I think. Um, okay. Just doing a bit of research. And- <laughs> <laughs> are you there now, or are you up in Auckland? I wish I was back there, um, but I've got uh, a lot of mahi to do. I'm actually based in Tamaki Makoto now when I re- uh, return back to uh, Aotearoa for my little stint. Uh, so in Auckland um, and back in it, uh, back in the study, in the books, yeah. seeing what we can so, do. So I know a little bit about your journey in terms of um, you going into Auckland and then over to overseas for a year or two. Um, and then I'm back again. And I'm just what I'm really interested in is just what were the... I mean, is there anything that sort of helped you, you know, in terms of your life growing up as Māori? You talk about a strong community. I mean, you left that community. Um, but what was there to help you through your journey in life, I suppose? 
Yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good part I point there, um, Carl. I, I think back um, when, when you're in all port ski, that's your world, uh, and and I think a lot of people from there can relate when um, it's beautiful living. It's 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 uh, almost like everyone's on holiday. You know, a couple minutes down the road, and you go to work. A couple minutes here at home, uh, you're next to the Moana, the ocean, uh, and and the community is strong there. And I I left it um, not because I had a desire to leave, but I come back to the saying, um, you know, experiences. I had an experience. Um, I did the Lions Young Speechmakers competition, and uh, one of the top prizes was to go overseas for six weeks uh, for for um, experience in the United States and Canada on an exchange program. And oh, that, that was a big trip. And anyway, um, long story short, I, I was I had the opportunity to go overseas, and I went over in the exchange and just opened my world up to what the world was actually about. And it's um, it was that time, 2010, 2011. And then when I returned, I had that taste, and I had this desire to go back. Um, but I always knew where home was, and the community. It was the whole town thing. Uh, the Portuguese was behind me in all my little community affairs. I was doing fundraising, all the rest, um, because yeah. we might be a low socioeconomic community. But we're very rich in in Aroha and love for our community, our people. We're rich in history. We're rich in stories, um, and and those those foundations really gave me um, sort of the stepping stones into where I'm ending up these days. Yeah, and also even though you left home, by the sounds of it, people were still there supporting you. You still had that support of your community. Absolutely, I think that's with any community. My mother and father, they still. Uh, I'm in Waiotahi there, just up Pairata Ridge, up the back, and um, that's our, our home, our whanau home. We always go back. That's that's Christmas. That's those classic. Um, I, I'll tell a story later on about my father. He's, he goes to work at the Kawaro Mill, and uh, he comes home, and then he goes to work up Torere. And so working as his days off was just. I didn't get those traits. I enjoy um, sitting down and looking into it. He's a very uh, hardworking man. My mother. Yeah. So working class, and I got all those values of you know nothing easy comes, yeah, you know, nothing worth having comes easy. So they're very hard working. Hey, just sorry, just on this um, community support, just a lot of people coming in saying hi, and oh, kia ora. So um, kia ora, Greg, <laughs> Greg Poritz says kia ora, Carl. Um, he wants to have a listen later on. He can't listen now, and um, unfortunately, Renice, lovely to have you back, Renice. She's she says bonjour from Paris, um, and Bob, Bab. Bab Moskol. Oh, that's my um, mother. Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> <laughs> From Pairata Opo, uh, which is Opotiki, I presume. Yeah, uh, my right. dad is listening too. So, kia ora, dad. Um, he's oh. Rob Burrows and Paraparaumu, uh, Waikanae. Oh. Uh, Linda from the UK, Billingham. Zia Jones is our chairman of Ngati Rānana here. Oh, uh, rawe. Kia ora. And um, someone, I can't, I can't, it's not even a name, CVR. Sestri oh. says Tenakwe and the Piki Kotuku Bennett um, and oh, Gloria me. Tahere Jabus Huga Buga Kiora Matua. Kiora Tato. Yeah, so it's lo lovely to have everyone's support and um, Totoko here on and listening tonight. So um, if you want to ask a question or say where you're from and give us some mihi, you're more than welcome to. And Terence just jumped in. Terence Kude Ranapia. Cheer to the Kazi. Okay, so we were at. Tell us about how you got from um, Opotiki um, to 
well, a bit more about your journey. I know you're in Auckland at the moment, mm -hmm. um, but you went via the US. So tell us a bit about that and how you got there. Hi, right, so um, I, I was uh, yeah, Portuguese College five years from uh, 2006, if my memory serves me right, 2006 to 2010. Um, I had the privilege of being head boy in uh, 2010. I think it was only because me and a cousin were going for it. Rock, paper, scissors. No, no. Uh, it, it was a good opportunity. It, it gave me um, a, a taste of um, being in a leadership space and, and doing things community-based. So working for others and, and serving for others. And I, and I enjoyed that space. And, it, and, and some would say it came naturally. And I think it was just I, I enjoy people. I, I think anyone who knows me um, knows that I don't like just uh, staying on my own. And so when I left Portugal, I sort of had this like um, – farewell tour of those. I'm leaving Portugal. I had this farewell dinner because I was going to university. I got a scholarship to come to Auckland University of Technology. And so it's sort of a big thing, spreading my wings, so to speak. And my mother brought me up and I stayed at my uncle and my auntie's out in Tiaratu with my first cousins out there, prepping myself to come to AUT. And uh, and I was studying a Bachelor of Communications. And, you know, I was leaving Portugal where the shops close at 12 o'clock on a Saturday and everyone has Sunday off. Um, and coming to Auckland and I was looking around and I was, oh my goodness, there's a 24-hour McDonald's up here. And I was just like, oh, this is me. And I was like, no turning back. So Tamaki was the, the first taste of um, that, that spreading my wings and coming into a space. And I never looked back, Carl. You know, I, I was a yeah. person in my whānau to go to university and um, uh, my, I come from a very working-class, strong working-class whānau, but uh, whānau is that key core concept. Um, and so this was all new to them. My father didn't know uh, much about um, writing essays or referencing, but I just had to ring him up and he'd, you know, sell a cow to keep me up here. And I need a new computer, because that's half a cow. And so that, that goes all his girls up the authority and my mother. Um, but they made, they, as long as I was on track, I had a bit of a bumpy start, but uh, still in the, in the education system because um, it was probably one of the best things I did. Uh, yeah. coming out of Oportsky because there's yeah. the power and knowledge and so still here in the education yeah. system and a lot of the um, accolades I get today uh, I can link them right back to um, being in school and and, and finally being there gotcha. behind me. All right. I, I just want to pick up one of, one of the things you said you talked about um, leadership and I know um, I've heard I listened to a podcast the other day that you were on um, with Radio New Zealand or an mm. interview and you know leadership was mentioned there as well and it's just something that you know it's i mean for a lot of people it's something that we avoid especially as young people uh you don't want to be put in the spotlight uh, you want to leave it for somebody else there are some people that just step forward and do it others you know are reluctant and others just grow into it when it's their time you know they'll come forward but it's not till they're a lot older in life so just how does I mean? How does that fit for you? How did that work for you in terms of being in a leadership role from such a young age? Yeah, I think um, I, I look back at it, and, and especially for Māori, I, I think we're people where we don't put our hand up and say, "I'm the leader." Today, yeah. I'm the leader. It's yeah. very much your community say that you're the leader yeah. in these spaces. So I had Fano saying, "You should put your hand up for these opportunities." And I had, when when people are coming around you and, and you get that. Afina from Fano saying you, you should do this, and you hear it more than once, it's probably a good sign that you should do it. Yeah. Um, and so I I did it with a sense of okay, how is this affecting everyone and how are we going through and who's behind me and 
is everyone happy? I, I like to please everyone, and that's why I probably wouldn't make a good politician because I want to make sure everyone's happy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the leadership role came early, and um, I just, I, yeah, I just, I just want to say that um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that mm. I think we just what you said that uh, you know we sort of. Well, sometimes we're, I'm just thinking of here, I'm here, over here in Europe and, you know, I'm, not, mm. I'm aware of the corporate world and people are just expected to rush forward and, and you know, try and push their, put their best foot forward and say, you mm. know, I'm, I'm keen for this role, I want to be a leader. Uh, and, I mean, it doesn't happen for a lot of people, you know, they don't choose to do that, it's not their personality, but, you know, what you said in terms of Māori leadership is, is the other way around, it's your community pushes you. And I think mm. that's something that's really um it's really important to hear for other people to hear because I think it's a good model. It's a good model um, that other you know organizations need to look at. And then actively, how do you actively go around finding people that you want to support and push forward? You know, it needs to be something that's consciously done. Well, I think, I think the main thing is, is um, just leading by the example. I mean, doing what you wish other leaders were doing. We, I look at the whareinu, you know, the marae where we meet to eat and, um, I, I go to the fact of a pro vice chancellor at our university. Oh, goodness, um, he, it'll be right. He doesn't have Facebook, so he won't mind me saying this. Um, he's the pro vice chancellor, and everyone knows that means he's sort of a high-ranking um, leadership role. I um, mean, he's in the kitchen washing dishes and putting them away, and serving the tables to the students. And yeah. so, when you see someone of that role, you know that, that, that leadership serving the people that the students, us toida it's sort of, it, it almost like a reverse psychology. Wow, that's the type of leader I want to be, someone who's right yeah. there in, in touch with their community and those who they're serving. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's another lovely example. I mean, they call it, uh, in some of the literature over here, people are calling it um, servant leadership, which kind of annoys me, um, mm. especially when we have our own words to describe, you know, the same well, thing. I and... think for Māori, we call it tītau tanga. Yeah. So you know the tītau? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if yeah. you're the king of the tītau, well, then you got it. Yeah, because the key details where all the leadership starts. Watch the yeah. dishes, put them in the right place, and then knows, then you're good. Then you get out the front. No, with awesome. the kai, with the yes, now all of that. Good point. So, um, just coming on to how did so you did your bachelor of communications, and then it was after that you went to the US, or was that, um you did your doctorate? Um, how did this work? Yeah, I I did my bachelor's at the university. Fell in love with the university. AUT is um. A whānau, my whānau away from whānau, really, um, when I left Oporciki, uh, there's the Māori unit very strong in uh, Te Rapautama, and uh, we're actually, I think we're the foundation uh, the students of our university's Māori unit, and I think they're very, um, very important to have um, cultural groups uh, within big organisations, because it is a sense of belonging, and it, and it gives us a sense of identity and connection to like-minded people, to whānau, uh, and that was really one of my foundations that kept me going throughout the journey uh, within the university. Coming to the end of my um, bachelor's degree, I majored in television and I thought, yep, that's me. I'm going to um, work for Sky Sport, uh, watch free rugby, get down there next to the field. And uh, I had a stint at Sky Sport and I fell in love with Sky Sport. Um, but the industry is evolving, especially in media and television. And if you if you're looking at it uh, and and the future of it, um, it's pretty interesting space to be in in terms of television. So I had an opportunity to come back to university and uh, got an opportunity through uh, AUT again to come and do a masters. And 
Uh, I'm sure most of our fun. I, I didn't know what a master's was before I did it, but uh, the opportunity provided me a space to come back and work on a project that meant something to me and create a artifact and a thesis, which is your written, um, yeah. that's a thesis you had in. Um, so yeah. after developing that, I, I, I picked all Portuguese as my subject and it gave me reason to go home and develop uh, a film and some writing on a Portuguese youth and how we can um, create essentially more leaders in, 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 in our community. Uh, because Portuguese was going through a very rough patch in, in, around that time and to, around um, getting our next uh, rangatira, uh, rangatahi coming through, uh, having a pathway that they can see that that, that is bright for them. You know, yeah. we're battling a lot of socioeconomic, um, as all small, small communities have these problems and these challenges. Um, I wanted to flip the negative stereotypes on the head and say, well, look at all these good ones coming up at Portuguese. Uh, what makes them good? What are the foundations behind uh, why they're doing so well? Yeah, and and so um, I think yeah, young James Rolleston was one our our claim to fame. Uh, he's the second most famous person out of a Portuguese behind me. Uh, then we've got a beautiful friend of mine, Mania um, Campbell Seymour. She, uh, you know, she's a doctor now, and I think she's based, still based in Rotorua. Um, and uh, a single mum of ours, Afina Kude, um, bringing up her beautiful daughters, and now with Terence, who is just calling us the Kiratoko Koto, the Nakoto. Uh, and how the community, and they all boil down to these few um, reasons of why they're doing so well in their space. And it was, it, was, it had something to do with this town, a very special place, uh, Carl, or Borsky. Okay. So if you ever right. come down, well, come through. <laughs> well, tell us a bit more, because, I mean, you talk about it as a town, but also I think, I mean, there's something going on, of course. I mean, the town oh. represents some of these stronger values. You've already raised enough for me to sort of get a good idea. You talk about identity, mm. um, connection, connection, and Fano support. So... What I'm, what I'm interested in is people who leave, um, you know, or Portiki and, you know, what are, what are the values that they take away with them that enables them to do really well in life? And I, th I had a quick look at your um, your master's paper online and, um, you know, you talk about the whare tapa whare. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the So, you know, maybe Aye. talk a little bit about, about that for us. Yes, yeah, so down here in Aotearoa, uh, I think a well-known, a rongonui, very well-known um, holistic way of looking at um, well-being is uh, through a concept by Mason Jury called Te Whare Tapa Whā. Uh, and for those who don't know, Te Whare Tapa Whā is uh, built off what they call four pillars. And so the four walls of a, of a house, to keep that roof up, those four walls they need to be strong and intact. And, and they relate to um, taha whānau, or your family, uh, taha hiningaro, uh, mental well-being. Uh, taha tīnana, uh, your physical well-being, and your taha wairua, your spiritual well-being. So these four pillars um, within your whare uh, act as these strong foundations to hold up that whare, to keep it strong. And, 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 and they all talked about those having a connection with uh, why they were doing so well. And I look at it, as, and, and, and our community is, is strong with um, te ao Māori, but also non-Māori in our community. And, and there's actually an acknowledgement um, that you know, we are in this community together and, and our, our people, uh, our marae, have a strong voice in our town. And I think um, that, pays, that, that, that plays in why these young kawira have a strong identity with who they are and actually um, always wanting to know more. I think myself, um, if I look 
in, into the, the masters a little bit more, there was further things about talking about community. So not only were those four pillars, but then there was also community. And then yep. there was also these natural t- talents, the Pumanawa, just these natural right. skilled athletes, yet um, because we're so far and isolated, they didn't get quite those opportunities that you would say if you were in Auckland and the big cities. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I find it really intriguing because I just, I mean, for me and where I am in the UK mm. and in London and, you know, with our work around the world, I mean, you know, there are some ideas that I think, hey, you know, these are Māori ideas, but some of them, you know, if we could share them with other people who aren't Māori and well, they can right. benefit from them. I think they're universal, um, yeah. Carl. Like, yeah. they're very universal in the application. It's not just for Māori. I think I look overseas, and especially with the Navajo people and the Native Americans, um, yeah. spirituality um, for Tahawairua is that it's very similar to, for them over there with the whenua, uh, with yeah. the, the waters, with the awa. Um, so. Yeah. Applying that to um, to all cultures, you you will have that sense of um, strong identity. Because if you know who you are and 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 where you're being and what you're doing, you have a stronger. When you come into a place, people will see you, people will feel you, people will hear you. Yeah. And for those who don't have that strong connection with themselves, I believe um, they are very less to be heard, less to be felt, and and say leadership spaces. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, and it's one of those things that is really quite hard to articulate because people just walk in with a presence, you know, and you think, what have they got going on? You know, and uh, what they've got going on is all these things <laughs> you're talking about, you know. They've got a really strong community behind them. Um, they know who they are. You know, they know their ancestors um, and it informs who they are. And when they stand and speak, uh, it well, just... You're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head, Carl. Māori yeah. and whakapapa and pepeha are so yeah. in, ingrained, in, especially when you're in small communities, so to know who you are. So when you walk everywhere, you wave your little flag. Oh, here's my little te here flag. Here's my little ngaitau flag. Te whānau yeah. and, yeah. and you take that where you go and people, oh, kei konea te here. Here's all Portuguese. Here's the tribe of the East Coast. Or, yeah. but when you're expressing that, um, I think that draws people and the sense of confidence um, is, is, I suppose is that little that little X factor. Yeah, <laughs> you know you've got all those whānau behind you, backing yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it is an X factor, but also it, it, you know, there's I don't like to use the word formula, but um, there are a whole lot of factors that come into play when you speak um, in a leadership role and you're effective in that role, and, and those are the things we talked about. Uh, and I do want to talk about. I just want to touch on this quickly, and I don't want to go there right now. But you know, I'm just from working in in places like the US. Mm. We're not, there are a whole lot of people that have come from all around the world to, to settle as immigrants. And, you know, the American dream sort of requires them to forget about who they were as people prior to turning up. And so, um, you know, they do well. They they live the American dream. They make lots of money. I mean, not everyone, mm. of course. Um, but there's still something that's missing for them, you know, and that's um, they've had to give up a lot for that. And when we come and do our work over there, and we just open up a sort of a can of worms for them, you know, Order. asking them who who are you, you know, who are you in the space, you know, what what are your real real values, what are your the values that you carry from your ancestors. Um, but before we go there, um, I just want to <laughs> go back because I know this work led yeah. to a film, and I really like the story. So tell us a bit more. Well, yes. So um, as an aspiring young filmmaker myself, I thought um, I asked my peers. Because I was doing a thesis, and everyone knows a thesis is between forty to sixty thousand words. And goodness gracious, my my puna kupu, my 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 pool of words doesn't go that high. So um, 
I asked them if they'd read a thesis on what makes them cool, basically, what makes them uh, special young leaders. Uh, and they said, oh, yeah, I'd, 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 I might read it. Some were like, no, nah, probably not, wouldn't read it. And I said, okay, well, what about um, if I made a film on it? Would you watch it? Oh, yeah, I'll give it a watch. You know, put it on in the background or something like that. And so I did, created this 30-minute uh, this uh, short film documentary uh, myself, going in inquiring and interviewing my peers about um, yeah, what makes them special? What are the factors that lead to them being successful young rangatahi uh, from our small town? And it was so interesting. You could have swore I told them what to say, Carl, because uh, <laughs> all, the, all the answers were linking back up and they, it's almost like I, I staged it. But Punokitato, uh, in my heart, it was it was literally like, wow, these are what make our young people. So to to basically look at these and then try and create this type of incubator and then, I don't know, filter all our rangatahi through these same concepts, we, we could probably be developing even more young yeah. rangatahi leaders from our communities. And like I said, universal. Um, yeah. I don't think it's just pertaining to money. I think it's just... As indigenous, we're very connected in who we are. We're connected to the whenua, the, the land. We don't own the land. The land owns us. We go back to the land. We're here for a blink in a minute, and we're gone for eternity. Um, and so having those concepts, turning them around on their head. You know, these today I heard my uncle when we had a hui back home, that who's your God today in terms of your spiritual world, your wairua? Um, And they were saying money's our God. And, and that's a very interesting thing to think about. Like money is, is driving a lot of our decisions. But when we go back to the community, within Māori, you go to a pa, to those old sites, and you couldn't tell which, which hut the chief lived in because he lived like his people. Yeah. But if we go over the, where I say you are, Carl, and we yeah. go down to the beautiful palace and we know where the queen is mm, uh, because yeah. it's a gorgeous palace. And so these are these different ideologies and, and our people are still, um, like I say, rich in who we are as Māori, rich in our history and our whakapapa and, and knowing that, yeah, we go back to this whenua. Good point. We don't own it. Yeah, hey, I just, um, well, a couple of things. First, I just want to, there's a whole lot of people saying um, mihis to you. Um, so there's tēnā kōrua from Kane. I spoke to Kane Harnett last week. It was um, a really good kōrero. So um, oh, he's in Copenhagen. Um, Gina, Gina Ann Coleman from Waitakere. Oh. Uh, watching from there. Rani Era Harrison. Oh, round. This is what he says. <laughs> oh, he come <laughs> um, Watching from Opotiki, Kia ora toi from Nita Walker, Hohepa, uh, Mihaka Witihira, um, oh. Naisa Hafuka, BARP, BARP. Um, Cyrus <laughs> Williams, hi, oh, Uncle Toiroa. Kia ora ewa. Isita Polovili, and is it? It's, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, and a whole lot more. You have to read them later. Too many. <laughs> but thanks for everybody to say uh, for coming in and mm. Mr. Mr. Kiwi Biddle from Opape. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Biddle. He's been leading, uh, leaving cheeky comments about you. <laughs> he must be bored. <laughs> hey, um, in Sheldon. Sheldon's over in uh, Hong Kong. Sheldon, Mito Pipi Hoke with Taimai. Okay, so. Um, what I really like about this story is because I've heard another story similar in the past and um, someone said they'd written this uh, amazing book and they went and took this book back to their community and the response was, oh, when's the movie coming out? <laughs> you know? yeah. And that was the joke. But, the, you know, what I really love about what you've done is 
it's not a joke you made the movie you know so i think that's just the step um it just shows the sort of courage that we need to be able to leave forward and just keep moving on these issues to bring well, more right, and more people Carl. under this co-papa. So. What's the saying? Pictures say a thousand words? Yeah. Well, movies, they must say a million. Because they have <laughs> like thousands of pictures put together. Right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So what a, this is what we, um, this is really a good way to, for us to get to the next stage because, um, you know, where did that take you in terms of your journey? Yes, so um, I'm back at AUT. I've graduated with the Master of Arts in Māori Development in uh, Te Arapautama, uh, and I had an opportunity to come out um, 2016, I think, yes. And uh, I was meant to go and uh, study at uh, Te Wānanga uh, Takiura, Te Whare Wānanga Takiura, uh, under the Whakaruruhau uh, Whanaunga, Tukaraua Tawhiri, Rāwako Whaka. But then I had an opportunity uh, through what Sundance run as a internship program. And uh, this internship program is, uh, is in-house at AUT that links um, recent graduates with opportunities to go and study, oh, to work abroad actually, to get work experience in relative uh, related industries that they were studying in. And I think it was um, a new opportunity. I think they just got the opportunity with Sundance, the, the connection to have students go over there. Um, and, I, and I applied for it. And I'm not sure if anyone else applied because they gave it to me. And so I, I've ended up uh, within the space of graduating one month, two months max, preparing myself to move over and live in the States uh, for 12 months. And again, as I just look back and it was an opportunity that really opened my eyes. And I grew up really quick, actually, Carl, in terms of what am I really wanting to do uh, as, as I go forward in this journey, this big journey we call life and, um, and, 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 and meaningful work and living each day as, as, and moving, uh, moving up, um, or as, as that song goes, leveling up. Just is just trying to do good by my uh, by what we do in each day. Oh boy! So, um, what did you learn? What are the key things you learned from your time in Sundance? Well, yes. Yeah, so, um, I was at Sundance um, uh, uh, for the first bit for three weeks, or oh, three months, yeah. sorry. And then uh, when, I, when I was there, I was under the amazing leadership of a man by the name Bird Running Water and the Native American Indigenous Program. It was called back then, and the Native Program, which um, is an incubator for the next um, native storytellers. Uh, and I learned so much from the Native American Indigenous program in that time. And I met some amazing and inspiring people who are in their communities creating change through film. The power of film is just unreal. And when I was going over there, my aunties and all that heard, oh, you're going to Sundance. And, you know, they all had crushes on Robert Redford when they were growing up, and he's still involved yeah. with the Institute now. So um, just their, their connection with it and them, I, I didn't quite understand the power of um, a place like this, this independent forum for emerging artists and the next big films. And going there and rubbing shoulders with what I like to call the all blacks of the, the film world, yeah. I just I was like a sponge. I just soaked it up. Um, but the amazing thing, Carl, was um, not only was I learning from them as uh, Native, movie makers and shakers in their space 
they were learning from from me, this young Māori boy from Oportski, from Aotearoa, and and there was this exchange of ideas and and the the ideas that were were similar, like Te Whare Tapafai, and ideas that were separate, and yeah. how they're in this bigger world, which is the states, and and there are just so many more challenges for them to develop content and get voice out there, and it was and you know yeah they have to look at um, the states at this point in time. Uh, and you just feel for um, minority and indigenous communities because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's hard for their voices to get heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. I mean, uh, I think the the American um, African Americans are doing a really good job being heard right now. You know, it's amazing. Um, but there are mm. other communities that um, aren't being heard. You know, especially indigenous communities right now. So well, that's it. Yeah. yeah, especially for Maori, as it's talking about the Whenua, we uh, uh, when I went over there, I, I made sure to pay homage to the Tangata Whenua of of Los Angeles and 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 through those native communities because you know the first people is a, it means a lot especially yeah. to Māori. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm just a little bit about storytelling, and I've just got this quote, and I looked it up because Steve Jobs is you know he's, he's usually says it, and it's um quite famous. So the most mm. powerful person in the world is the storyteller. Um, mm. The storyteller sets the vision, values, and agenda of an entire generation to come. Um, I really like that quote, and but. I looked it up and there was something else he said at the same time. This is back in 1994, you know, when right. he was CEO of Pixar. This is according to, to the internet, at least. Um, and so this is what he said. And and Disney has a monopoly on the storyteller business. You know what? I'm tired of this bullshit. I am going to be the next storyteller. So this is Steve Jobs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are so you schooling me today, there, Carl? Yeah. Well, it's, um, I just think one, the. I think he's right, you know, mm. storytellers are the most amongst the most powerful people in the world because they do set the agenda, they set the values through story. Um, and also I think, you know, I just like his attitude to say, you know, move over, that's time for, for someone else. And I just want to think, you know, um, well, I think we're naturally good at telling stories. Kilda. Yeah, as Māori. And um, I just think we need to find a better way to get those stories across in a better medium. And this is where film comes in. And well, I just, yeah. yeah. No, I, no, I, I sort of finished off, because um, I think, you know, it's just like Steve Jobs said, you know, move over Disney, it's time for him. You know, now it's time for us. Uh, you know, obviously we don't have billions like Steve Jobs, but you know, there are other stories that need to be told. And I think it's time for Maori and other indigenous people to start telling their stories now. Absolutely, Carl. No, you, 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 you raise a good point. Indigenous communities need to be telling indigenous stories. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one of the major learnings that I found working at, at Sundance and, and under the Native program, going out with these Native up-and-coming artists. And I think Sundance does an amazing job of championing the Indigenous arm because yeah. they are making sure that there is this space for the next indigenous stories. Because we only have to look at Hollywood now and what they're making. And, and there's all these indigenous stories. These are stories from around the world in, in Disney. Um, they're indigenous stories because, um, I don't know, maybe we've run out of our Harry Potter makers and we've run out of our Lord of the Rings. So the next best thing is Māori have amazing stories. Yeah. Uh, we look to our own people and, and what comes out of this small country, they're, they're movers and shakers on the main road. And so yeah. indigenous people... Um, not big companies. I think Māori need to be telling Māori stories. Aboriginals need to be telling Aboriginal stories. Native Americans need to be telling Native American stories. 
and not being the token within a major um, business, not being the token within the major studios who overall have the final say on content that comes out. And yeah. so being independent and having that drive to champion stories that come from communities. And I could even go further to say people from the community in which those films are being made need to be made by people from those communities, mm. not others coming in. Yeah, because you're going to get the true essence from that. I think. Yeah, I think, and, and the difficulty, of course, is um, you know, it's, it's a billion-dollar industry, yes, it's like massive, and it's just um, full of people who've got this all this expertise from a particular um, culture, mm -hmm. and you know, for us to infiltrate that, and the way you start, I presume, is that you start with things like Sundance, and you create relationships with people like Robert Redford, who have got you know a huge clout in the industry. Uh, and we start feeding out people through, and then you start to look at how can you collaborate with other indigenous peoples because you know, yeah. we, you know, there are a limited number of people who have the skill. Um, but it's good to see people like Taika Waititi, of course, coming through, you know, and succeeding. Um, He's doing it for all of us, eh? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Don't stop yeah. here. Hide, Carry on. Okay. Open some more doors for us, though. <laughs> if he's not done enough already yeah all right um so i just wanted to talk a little bit about a bit more about your time in the u.s uh because yeah. we we were lucky as hacker works to come across yeah. you um and you know there's not many people that do hacker in the u.s uh, it's not like the uk there's a lot more that come through on a regular basis it's quite yeah. difficult to get in the united states and so for us to have you um as an amazing kai hacker over in, in the other side of the world um, you know, it was, it was great oh, for us for the short time that it lasted. It was, it was, yeah, it was a shame. It was really short. No, but, I, you know, I, I, just, yeah, I just want to ask you, uh, you know, you did some haka workshops, um, you shared culture, you talked about some of these values with, with some of our clients. Um, how was it received over there? How was Māori culture received over there? Oh, I mean, Carl, when I was um, living in the States, it was one of those cliche things that you don't know how good home is or what you have until you go away from it. And I'm sure you can understand, especially being living in, in London um, and, and suddenly finding yourself being probably involved, I could say, I'm guessing here, but more in Māori overseas than you would have been maybe back home. And for me, I took it for granted, uh, all these aspects of the Tao Māori. Uh, and when I was overseas, I had that yearning for it because it wasn't there anymore. And I was it. I was the Māori, and, and, and actually I, I think I, I, I grabbed a few pages and, and I was on the Kiwis in Los Angeles page and I met a few other Māori living abroad there for 20 plus years and I think through a friend of a friend, just like down the Kumaravine as they say, we got in touch with you and you found out I was over there, you didn't know if I was a good kaihaka or not, you just said young Māori boy, uh, yep you can come work for me and so emihiana kia koe kao for uh uh, give me that opportunity to work uh, beside you, as you said, based in, in, in London, and you're flying down to the States to provide a space where Māori can be at the forefront of these major corporations in Los Angeles. That's te whakaaro rangatira tērā, he mahi rangatira tērā. Those are opportunities that our people need to know that Māori, being Māori these days, is cool, cuz. It's cool. <laughs> and wave their flag. Because yeah. that was my point of difference over there. People say, hey, hey, Holmes, hey, essay. And, it was, and they thought I was Mexican. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hello. And they were like, oh, you British? I was like, no. <laughs> Colonized by them, though. Carry on. And it's, oh, we, uh, are you Australian? Is it no? And so this connection of always telling them who I was. So, you know, back here, you don't say, oh, I'm Māori, I'm Māori. So every day right. I was saying, I was, I was this Māori. And then got an opportunity to be Māori and have a job expressing it with you guys. 
uh, was really one of my key highlights. I always talk about over there because yeah. not only when I was working with you, I, I I was in this rugby team over there, and you know, uh, over there I'm a Māori All Black playing rugby. <laughs> I'm a Māori All Black here. I couldn't even make the bloody prems. You know, so I'm over there. I'm I'm playing this amazing game with I think the Chira Outlaws over there. Loving it. I was a god. They were amazing people, and now I'm saying thank you, thank you. No, but I go to this final game. We've never won a championship before, right? This is the team you're going to. You think I love Ventura Outlaws? We're in the final game. We're playing this big game, um, and we have to win against the Las Las Vegas Irish. Is their name the Las Vegas Irish? Uh, they were full of our cousins from over in Samoa. So we had all of these Samoan cousins. And playing this Māori boy and these Americans um, splotted out between these two rugby teams. So, again, I'm in rugby and I'm playing in Los Angeles, playing rugby. And then uh, we have to win against the Irish. And, uh, well, it was, I think it was only a try in it. And uh, I just need to look at the records, but I think I scored the winning try there, Kyle. <laughs> and then someone put the kick over. And then so I'm getting hailed and we're just loving it. The waiter was good. We go to this bar. We go inside this bar and... And we're going around in the club and like, oh, brother, you played amazing today, brother. And I was like, thank you. He was like, you're like, you're like this Māori warrior. And I was like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> and he's like, you're this Māori warrior. And, and they asked me hey, in this pub, brother, can you, can you do us a haka? I was like, ooh, what? Come on, do us a haka, brother. I know you Māori people are so in touch with their culture. Do us a haka. I was like, Sorry, bro, I, I can't do a haka. He's <laughs> like, come on, please. I was like, no, nah, it could be culturally insensitive. I mean, we're in a bar in a public place. Please, brother, please, brother. Nah, come on, brother, I'll buy you a drink. Oh, God, God, come on. And away I went. And I did this haka in this pub. And the whole place, spotlights on me. Bang. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and I had the security coming over. had everyone coming. And there were all these phones out. And I just did this haka. Yeah, I just did the alphabet. I did this haka. No, no, I didn't. I actually did the haka. But to show who I was. And by the end of it, you could have heard a pin drop when I was doing the haka. But by the end of it, it sounded like the All Blacks just won the 2015 World Cup. Wow. Screaming, yelling. And I was this young boy. And my point of difference was was being Māori and was haka. And that was just me. And, there were, and and suddenly I'm this, I was this famous fellow in the corner. Drinks kept flowing, even though, you know, I'm Christian, I don't drink. And all these drinks keep coming in. <laughs> okay, I had a couple, I had a couple. But it was amazing to see yeah. this world in the States acknowledging and so interested and have a, and a sense of who are these Māori and yeah. what is this dance and, yeah. and why are they so passionate about who they are? And why does, even though he's screaming and yelling and looks angry, why does that mean that he's happy for whatever you've just done? <laughs> and so they're interested in who we are as a people yeah. because yeah. we are strong. And, and, and I felt so mildly in, in the state. <laughs> and, I could, and I almost felt sad as well at the same time, Kyle, because I felt like sometimes people from overseas love our culture more than our own people. And that was one of those big learnings that I came away from the States with. I said, hey, and I'm working. And I go on these beautiful trips to, I think, Minneapolis and down at Disney. And we're doing these jobs where with Otene, uh, you know, these actual haka gurus. And then you got this young Māori boy hasn't even stood on stage yet. Doing these this work, this mahi rangatira, teaching haka um, from a tutu perspective, from a, a true, authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. And that is think, something that I think you and Hucker Works provide in this space because um, 
we see others who, who do haka uh, and, uh, and it comes from uh, where, you be, where, where you're taught as, as a very, that's the base of who you are when you present that haka and those yeah. words that come from that teacher to you is very an important aspect of before you teach the, uh, uh, perform a haka. And so, Ekarima, uh, be very careful where, where it comes from and, and, and the meaning behind it and no more than the face value stuff because it goes deep. Haka goes mm. deep. Mm. And coming yeah. back from there, uh, Carl, I actually went back and joined the Portiki Mai Tafiti because of that love I had. And like I said, yeah. I'm no guru. Um, yeah. And these are the all blacks of the haka world back here. So mm. I was I was so intimidated in this field. <laughs> now, I'm not a shy boy, but I was always at the yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but growing with them and learning from the haka gurus, from our our kaumata, our tohunga or, of haka, I'm, I can only be privileged to be under those learnings. Yeah, now a couple of things too. One, just for people to realise how valued their culture is, our culture is over here, overseas, you know, and people um, don't really appreciate that till they come. And I totally agree with that. Uh, and just because people respond. So the reason why, what is the reason why? Is because we go to a place where a lot of people don't, you know, aren't able yeah. to we get there really quickly, and and it expresses itself through haka. But there's actually a whole lot of stuff that's going on behind that, and you've, we've talked about that today. It's it's mm. community, um, it's people supporting you, you know, it's it's cool. our style of leadership. All that comes through in, in haka. So um, when when we talk about haka and teach haka, it's not just the words and the actions. It's uh, it is those values that underpin haka because without them. There's not. It's not haka. It's just. It could be right. cheerleaders. We could Kilda. be cheerleaders, you know. So the I other, the other point too is, um, you know, <laughs> is the, you know, we don't always have, um, we don't have access to the best people who can do haka in the world, you know, and they're all at home. And if and if people say, oh, I want to learn more about haka, you know, there's my clients. I say, well, go back to New Zealand. This is hmm. where it, you know, haka is. It's it's from there. So go and go and learn there. But um, I think what's what we've become really good at is just um, articulating and finding people like yourself and Otene, who are in Tupotama and others, and David Jones, a lot of them have been on this podcast, who are able to sort of articulate what's going on underneath um, to people in a way which they can oh. understand and relate to. And I think this is where the real benefit can come to humanity is from what we're sharing. At the same time, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of a... It's not an easy ground to tread on, and there are people that are doing haka even when you were there in, in the US. Mm. Um, I think Jason Mamor was doing haka and his crew. I mean, he had a good crew of people supporting him, Māori. Um, you know, Dwayne Johnson, every second movie he's doing a haka. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, I mean, these are like really high-profile celebrities. So mm. Haka is out there amongst the world now. And everybody wants to jump on board. And it's not always comfortable watching some people do it, you know, mm. or teach it, you know. And it's not just about being Māori. It's just, you know, they're just not very good at what they're doing. They, they could be Māori and not very good, you know. Um, so just, yeah, just any thoughts on that and who should be teaching and who should be performing? And Yeah, oh, that's a big question, Ehoa. Um, but I do hear it and I think, with Tao Māori, we, we share a lot of our culture with the world uh, as, as a people. And, and, and I think why it connects with a lot of the world is because of the authenticity of where it comes from. And I suppose that's my key argument here is, 
if any person is wanting to engage and 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 perform a haka, um, the origins of which that haka you are performing needs to be authentic. Yeah, and authentic in a place where you're taught and and, and reason why, and you going in and connecting with it, um, and, and and not being a peacock and just showing and being out for the day. Uh, that's that would me would be my 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 fakaro around performing haka. So. Yeah. And even wayata, uh, as this, as we would do with other cultures, uh, I wouldn't go out and and try and be a guru or perform something that is not of our culture without asking, uh, yeah. because it could have connection to it. Or 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 if I did do that and I did it wrong, and we're learning from those mistakes um, and making sure we're not ignorant as we go along. Mm. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Mm. Otherwise, you're coming from an ignorant place. Mm. Um, and it's it's hurtful and you know can offend people absolutely because mm. words have mana and modi uh words and haka has spirit and it's not just what we're doing here we're trying as you know very much connecting with uh those before us and and so understanding that and reasons and what we're hakaring about and what those kupu meant uh yeah. all of that uh, it comes uh it's as i said a lot deeper than what we see on a youtube video per se of yeah. how to do a haka so I think haka, haka is one of the ultimate forms of storytelling. You know, you're using your body, you're using your voice, and you're doing it in a collective uh, sense. And uh, But also part of that journey is, you know, there's all this story that goes on prior to you actually performing. And if we're teaching other people, they you need to take them through the same journey about, you know, what does it mean? Why we do it? You know, what are the values we're trying mm -hmm. to express behind it? And you need to say it in a way which connects with people. If they don't get it, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to connect to that place themselves and perform haka uh, with that same level of, of intensity. Mm. So uh, one of the uh, ways we um, try and connect Tawira, because we get a lot of international students, of course, obviously not now with the situation in the world, but um, before the COVID situation, we had a lot of students who come to Aotearoa at AUT and they do an amazing job of giving them um, a cultural competency experience of Te Ao Māori. And they teach haka and wayata over a weekend, wānanga around my, and they just fall in love with our world. As we understand, we get it. Of course, you love it. We're amazing people and humble. We're humble people. Kāri te kumara ewa, but ingari. We we say to them, and 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 we use this uh, through um, the international student noho uh, exchange program at AUT. Um, before you do this haka, let's go around in a circle. Who are you going to dedicate this haka to? Who are you dedicating? Who are you, who are you going to perform it for? And who is that? And I, every single person that goes around is either someone who's been a big influence in their life, um, their parents, uh, someone who's passed. And once immediately, Carl, they're connecting with this exactly what we're trying to do with haka. Yeah. We're connecting them with things that we can't see anymore. No one, uh, some, uh, someone might say they're cat. But their cat has that strong connection to them. And, you know, yeah. uh, but those who go that, that little bit extra and think about, oh, my grandmother, and then tell us why. Oh, she brought me mm. up. She wasn't actually my grandmother. My mother's stepfather, he was the father I didn't have. These are these type of stories we hear, and boom, got you. Yeah. yeah. Perform that haka for them. Yeah. And yeah. they do a pretty good job. Yeah. And a two hour window we give them. Yeah. Pretty, you know, they give much of me a good run, I think. <laughs> so, um, no, this is exactly it. And I think with us and our culture, those things are all, always there amongst our communities, you know, mm. and amongst our worldviews. So we 
we no, we live our grandparents or our ancestors come through who we are and our stories that we tell all the time. But for other people, it's just a process of helping them through to understand that, okay, if you connect with this part of who you are, you know, when you haka, um, you bring forward that authenticity. Um, yeah. That was really lovely. Thank you. Um, just a lot of comments. That I'm really sorry I can't say them all because there's just way too many. <laughs> okay, boy, okay, boy. Um, but a couple of your relations want you to put on some sunglasses. So oh, yeah. <laughs> to, um, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This is this is moko, a matsu hoko. Oh, I dare him to put on, put them on before he signs off and be like, toy door out, screen blanks. <laughs> Who are we kidding though? Tena, where matsu? I told him not to, what? Jeez. Oh, I think I got some here. Let's see. How many likes I'm going to like matsu? You like this one? Think about it. I think about it. Uh, and something from Jody here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, and there was somebody else that said something along similar lines. Saves me translating. Um, John Nina. Oh, Kira. Ah, John Nina. Fakapapa chikanga and kawa te hahiringa tu. Aye, kuera. As our foundation, what keeps us coming home. Kira. Yeah, te hahiringa tu. The Māori, Māori faith. Uh, Christianity that the Kōtsi built back in the 1800s is very, yes, very strong in Te here. And I'm a, a, a new learner in, in that Te Ra Ao, Te Ra Ao. So, yes, Te Nā Koe Janina, Te Hā spiritual. Matilda is asked, <laughs> I'm not going to let you answer this. We'll be here forever. <laughs> um, ask how we got home from that rugby game. It's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think this is a you're on the wrong uh, live there, Kari. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's after dark. You will tune in on that one later. Kapai. All right. So we're gonna. Fin I think that's it. Is there anything any other call you want to say before I finish oh, off and, and yeah, get you to do a waiata? Oh, ne. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. What I think a beautiful call it all. Then here to Kaukau. Pai te kite o to kanohi. Yeah, hari to hari. Keep keep doing a beautiful mahi that you do. It is so important. Uh, you are that 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 um, face for our people in the world, and connecting us, and 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 being that ambassador. You know, naturally, Māori ambassadors for our own people. You know, we don't need those labels within government to to be proud about who we are and where we come from. And so, as I am an ambassador of Fakatoha, and you're ambassador of your Fano and your Iwi and your Hapu, uh, and you're doing that mahi over there. Uh, tēnā koe e mihi ana kia koe uh, kau. O tēnā no oki koe te tōkana. I um, just want to say uh, it's been a lovely corridor because I just think all the things that are just bound together so well, you know, and I'm just going back to you. I just want to summarize, I suppose, going back to you being born in Portiki and this, this importance of having whānau there to support you. And and I love this idea of, you know, it's your community that puts you forward in, in terms of these leadership roles and encourages, encourages you to step forward. Um, going through your university and then um, being supported by them, going out into the world um, and taking stories, you know, and un un understanding this process of of sharing stories. And then I'm um, just going through and extending that further with Haka, you know, taking that into another community, not just ours, into other communities and seeing how people respond to who we are. Um, I just think key messages are, you know, we've got a there's a, some beautiful stuff that we've been passed down, people, and that, um, you know, we need to share that with the world. Mm. Um, but share it with each other. I think one of the things that's sort of come through 
is that we've got a lot of work at home to do as well. Um, mm. As well as, you know, it's great fun for us to be able to share our, our knowledge around the world uh, and it has an impact, but there's a lot of work we need to be doing back at home to, to for people to understand themselves and where they come from. I think you're right. And everyone has their role to play in that big cycle. Yeah. And yeah. and even touching on what, what you said there um, back home, and that's why I came home, you know, 12 months in the States, heck, I would have loved to stay, but I had the uni to come home and I come home more empowered about wanting to know more about who I am and then my history. And that's leading me into my next path, creating another mm. film. So yeah. um, watch the space for hopefully, you know, um, before getting back home more and talking to Fano and, and being proud about our people and our history and who we are and making Good sure point. the world know that too, mm. because it is important because I uh, go back to a, a corridor for Nona said to me actually just a couple of days ago, um, you know, knowledge that isn't shared is a knowledge. And I think, and quite at the Mianui, eh? um, mm. making sure that, that it's accessible to our people. And it's a new world we're living in. We're online now these days. This is Kanohi, keep the Kanohi. I think they call it Zui these days, you know, yeah, yeah. having Zui and don't have to move from your kind your kindness. So I, all right, and just one last thing, you know, thanks for the mahi, um, Kyo, and uh, I think the, I mean, what I've got good at, even though, you know, we talk about kumaras, not talking about how sweet they are, but my, my strength, I think, is just bringing people like yourself, um, and there are so many talented people coming from home that are able to articulate uh, our knowledge in a way which just speaks to others, you know, and this is yeah. um, the thing that excites me. You know, there are so mm. many amazing people out, yeah, out there that, uh, you know, if I can just help facilitate that, um, it's, it's a real pleasure for me to do that. So, um, Aye, ah, kira no, itiranga tira. Aye, tika to korero. I got some fanangas back home. If you want them, we can set something up, and I'll send them over to you, and you can give those experiences and get some real tuturu kaihaka kito fana. No reira. I'm here on the kia kia koe. O tira kia koutou hono mai kirunga itirorohiko. Those of you on the um the live here with us, tena koutou. Thank you very much for coming in. Hopefully, we deleted later, so doesn't taste you know if I said anything and pinned anyone. No, no, no. If I sing flat, I'll try and sing flat out. So, kia ora he kaha nei aho ki te kimi ki te rapu ko wai au. Mane nei ki te motu, mane nei ki te au, aha pea. E kore ware ware, ki taku kai po. He uri no te whakato he a He uri no te whakato he a Kia ora tātou Kia ora, awesome Ka pai, that was beautiful bro Ka, ka, ki, ka ki te anō tātou i a tātou Kia ora hewa <laughs>